Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I want to do something a little different and you might think it's a little odd, um, but I think it's kind of therapeutic and I think it helps remind us of maybe times when we were in better positions in life. Um, And not even that, maybe times when our minds were a little bit more, um, a little bit more together. So I'm talking about when I was a teenager, even though I was still living in a place of trauma at the time, I feel like my teenage mind at the time had more common sense than sometimes my adult brain has. I don't know why that is. Um, Maybe it's just the more you grow up and live life, I feel like the more sometimes I'm, I'm worn out by it. And when I was 16, I don't think I was worn out by life. Um, so I had a fresher perspective, more naive. I was much more hopeful. And that's something I think that's good to look back at and try to reinvent in my adult life. Um, I also grew up in a dry home. So when I was a little kid, one of my caretakers did drink alcohol, but they stopped when I was about 10. And so I grew up mostly in a dry home through like fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way through high school, college. Um, and that home is still a dry home. There's no alcohol is what I mean. Um, and I grew up around people that were very anti-alcohol. My aunt and uncles, my grandma and her brother were extremely anti-alcohol. Um, they despised it. So I always grew up in, I was always around homes that there was just no alcohol. Um, and I've noticed the older I get, a lot of people, they don't have that same experience. Um, so it's kind of unique, I guess you could say. Um, but I wanted to read off about 10 things that I wrote down that my 16 year old self, this would be 1998, my 16 year old self would look into the future at myself now and things that I would say to myself from the age of 16. And these are all things meant to inspire me, remind me that maybe I'm acting like a fool sometimes when I do things that hurt myself. Um, And also just trying to bring a little bit of common sense into my adult world. Um, So again, this is from my, my 16 year old self. And when I was a teenager, I was I myself was very anti-alcohol. I had maybe one friend that drank, but I was very against it. And most of my friends did not drink. We were like the safe kids or, you know, the kind of wholesome, kind of nerdy, you know, kind of kids. Um, but I like that. I'm, I'm glad that I was that way. Um, we were just safe kids, I guess you could call it. Um, we didn't act out. We weren't disobedient, you know. Um, we were just just going to school, you know, that's all we were doing. Um, so some things that I would want to say from that common sense kind of perspective and that hopeful perspective is, um, and even though I did deal with depression as a teenager, I had really bad depression. Um, um, I was still hopeful, but here are some things that I would say. So Ben, you're still depressed, huh? And I would tell my teenage self, yes. Um, Even though it goes away, um, and I don't know if this is most people, but um, the depression, it'll come and go, 
I'm pretty sure for the rest of my life. And it's just a matter of dealing with it. It's a matter of eating healthy foods. It's a matter of exercising, getting sunshine. You know, you got to do things to get rid of it. Another thing I would say to my future self is, why am I drinking so much? Um, again, I I was very against alcohol. Um, I never drank till my 21st birthday. And so one thing that literally, if I was 16 and I popped up right here and I saw myself, I'd be like, why are you drinking so much? It's, it's weird. Um, another thing I would say is, I have two careers. I, when I was in high school, I never had a clue as to what I wanted to do. Um, and if you had told me that I had two careers that I actually had degrees in, I would be very shocked by that. I had really bad grades in high school. Um, I didn't care about my grades at all. High school was like a jail cell for me. I didn't like it. Um, I just wanted to get out of it. And I didn't really like start liking school until I got to college. Um, another thing I would say is, why is there a massage table in my apartment? Um, I had no clue that I ever wanted to do massage until I was in my 20s. I was about 25, and I saw a billboard, and it said, become a massage therapist in nine months, and name the school. And so I just drove over to the school and signed up, because I decided I wanted to do it. It's something I could physically see myself doing, and I'm glad I did that. Another thing I would say is, why am I so interested in religion? So when I was a teenager, um, I was an atheist. I didn't, I didn't really care either way if there was a God or not. You could call that agnostic, whatever you want to call it. Um, I just didn't care. It wasn't something that interested me at all. Um, but I became interested in religion um, for various different reasons, and I wrote my college capstone paper about the early 19th century religious movements um, that shaped the future United States Civil War. Um, And it's my personal opinion, the United States Civil War was a religious war and it was a spiritual war. Um, And that's very contentious to say that. Um, And so most people don't say that, but that's what I wrote my college paper about. I specifically wrote about three three preachers Barton Stone, Lyman Beecher, and Peter Cartwright, and then I tied that in with um, the slave who inspired Uncle Tom's Cabin. His name was Josiah Henson, and I wrote about Harriet Beecher Stowe, who was Lyman's daughter, Um, and I proved, I, I think I proved, that that war was a spiritual war. And again, that guy, um, I also wrote about Elihu Wolcott and the influence of his church in relation to Abraham Lincoln becoming president and the movement to end slavery in America. And that guy who played Elihu in the play lived in the house I grew up in, and it really freaked me out when I found that out. Um, Another thing that I would say, do I really believe that I have had dreams that have come true? So if my teenage self heard my future self say that, I would be like, yeah, right. Um, But yes, I have had dreams that have come true. Um, How come I don't have a pet? Where's the cat? So I really like cats, and I don't have a pet. I don't have a fish. I don't have a plant. I like keeping my apartment to where if I wanted to go on a trip for a week, I don't have to ask somebody to take care of anything. Um, Although I would love to have a cat. Um, Why do I talk about complex PTSD all the time? This is another thing I would ask myself. 
Like, what the heck is complex PTSD and why are you talking about it so much? Um, so I would tell my teenage self, because you will be diagnosed with this and it will make sense of a lot of things, particularly someone that you consider your comrade and something bad that happens to them and the response of people around you to what happened to your comrade. Everything will make sense. And you will even write a play about it. And you'll co-produce it. And the audience will really like it. Another thing I will say, um, Ben, you need to get out more. Yes, I do. You're right. I need to get out more. Um, I'm working on that. And <clears throat> Excuse me, it takes time. But yes, I need to get out more. One reason I know that I've isolated is because over time, I'm much better now than I have been in the past. But one reason I've isolated is that, and this actually just happened yesterday, is that um, sometimes I misinterpret what someone's telling me and I'll make assumptions because someone told me I did this yesterday. Um, We were in a text message and they said something about I showed them a picture of the trees I took and I said they're oak trees and the person said duh and I said oh you're being shady and they're like no I'm not shady I'm a smart ass is what they said to me and I said well it seems shady and I said maybe we have different definitions of what that word means and I said well if I'm being sincere with you and you say duh to me that's shady in my opinion um and so it was this whole kind of um We weren't fighting. We weren't arguing. We were just pointing out things about the way we um, view things. And then this person said that I make, uh, I was making assumptions about them. And I was like, okay. Um, I was like, yeah, I probably am. And I've talked about that on this podcast. That's an issue with me as I make assumptions. Um, And that's really bad because it's gotten me in trouble before because sometimes I'm wrong. And, you know, you shouldn't make assumptions. But these are just some of the things that I would say. Um, I would also be very impressed with myself that even though I've struggled so much, um, I'm still staying afloat. So if I was 16 and I saw myself, one thing I would immediately notice is um, I'm much more confident than I was as a teenager. I would immediately notice that. but I would also notice that I'm I'm still just as lonely as I was as a teenager. When I was a teenager, I didn't realize how lonely I really was, but I was, even though I had friends. Um, but when you become an adult and you get out on your own and have your own place and you're alone, that's really lonely. Um, and that's why my support groups and that's why my jobs are so important because I get out around people. Um, but again, I would... There's things I'd be impressed by. There's things where I would say, you know, why am I acting like that? There's definitely occasions where that's happened, where I would literally be shocked from my 16-year-old perspective at certain things that I do as an adult. I would say there's no way I do that, Um, but I do. I do do it. Um, But anyway, I think it's good to maybe look back at a time when you were really hopeful and try and recapture that moment because... That's really what this started out as, is I wanted to go back to a time when I was really hopeful and look at myself and just, you know, ask myself certain questions. And that's what I did. Um, 
I also, like I said, I mentioned this in my Thursday support group that's online. Um, and I said, imagine if we could all go back and look at our future selves and give ourselves some tips. Um, because maybe when we were teenagers, we weren't struggling so much as we are as adults. Maybe. Maybe you were struggling more as a teenager. I don't know. But even though I was living in that place of trauma, um, I was still hopeful. And I'm always very impressed by teenagers when I'm around them because most teenagers are very hopeful. They're not bitter. They're not jaded um, for the most part. Um, I think it's very rare to meet a teenager who is bitter and jaded. Something really bad must have happened, um, really horrible, if you're like 15 years old and you're bitter and jaded. Because um, most teens, like I said, that I come around, they're not like that. They're, they're, they're happy and they're hopeful. Even if they're depressed, they're still kind of happy. Um, so I just think it's nice to go back to that place and try and recapture it. This is the Complex PTSD Guy signing off.